come in. And that's going to conclude <laughs> Off the Husk for this week. <laughs> what do we got going on today, Zach? We don't have a single guest here for this mm. episode of Off the Husk. And I would like to say this was planned and we just decided to do things differently. But really, it was just because we lie. really needed to get the podcast out and we just didn't line up a guest. We do not have our poop in a group. Oh, you want to say it? Oh, oh, there is no guest here this week. No guest. That's right, Rhiannon. <laughs> Rhiannon was really excited. <laughs> so what we're going to do is we reached out to nobody. We just generically, generally reached out to everybody on Instagram and Facebook and said, ask us a question and bring us a topic. Yes. So before we get to that, I mean, we should probably just talk a little bit maybe about like What's going on here in West Central Minnesota? The weather, Randy's job, but they, are there? We haven't we haven't recorded one since planting. It's yeah. been a while, yeah. yeah, and it hasn't really rained. So we since. need like <laughs> a weather it's, update. We've had a lot of gloomy days without crop rain. update, yeah. and we need to find out what happened to Randy's sprayer. Well, yeah, I yeah. Didn't. I mean, he but, sounds pretty embarrassed about telling the story, so I'd like to hear it. Well. And and for anybody listening, I really haven't heard it. He almost told me a few minutes ago, and I told him to wait till the mics were hot. Yes. So so we, we used to run two deer sprayers, two 4940s. We traded one of them last year for a case <gasps> for a 440. I did know that. Yeah, so that's the big question. You know, which one we like better. So what I can tell you is that the deer can drive through steeper road ditches than the IH can. Okay. So... We won't and, mention any names, but there's really one guy that does all the spraying other than I do just a little bit for him. So that guy mm-hmm. drove through the ditch with the Is deer. Is this one of the guys that he's, owns, he's owns one the, the sprayers? Yeah. Okay. Yep. So he drove through the ditch where he drives through with the deer all the time. And then I think is what he did is he drove through with, with the red one and he was going slow and the, and the hood hit the, the road ditch on the other side. So he stopped because the hood was he, moved a little. Was he going down into the ditch to get into the field or coming out? I think he was leaving the field. Up so on the road. road. Was, yep, so the road is steeper. Yep. And he, he always, you know, when he gets down to the field, he's not going to drive back to the other end of the approach. If there's a spot he can just go through the ditch, he just goes through the road ditch, jumps up on the road. Yep. So he knows the spot where he always does with the deer works fine. And the hood moved just a little bit, so he stopped. And then he backed up. And then when he backed up, it tore the... The hood like lifted, so it tore the hinges off the front of the hood and pushed it into the windshield. So it broke his windshield <laughs> and cracked the hood. It actually broke their fiberglass hinges that are fiberglass to the fiberglass hood. So it broke the glue or the fiberglass glue. So is that something you can repair? Can you have a glass guy repair that? Yeah. So he finished spraying with it that way that rest of that day. It was Without a windshield? Yeah, and it was like 102 that day was when it was really hot. Oh uh-huh. man! So he finished spraying and brought it back, and then they took it. But they ended up; it got to be a pretty spendy deal because they have to pull the whole steering column and everything out. Yeah, be able to put the windshield in. So it, mm. it got to be a pretty, pretty spendy labor bill with it. Were you glad it was him and not you? Oh, absolutely! Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. So it, it had like guessing it had less than twenty hours on it. So can you can you fix the windshield? Can you weld it up, or you had to put a new it's one? Safety in? glass, so it shattered. So you can't weld that. No. You could, I mean, Can you weld could, some windshield, Zach? I'm unaware. Someone, someone mm-hmm. could blow it. Well, that, is that how, is that how they, <laughs> yeah, I guess. Blow a blow a new windshield. You had windshield? to go to a glass blowing guy and have a new windshield blown. <laughs> Correct. Oh, yeah. Shit. <laughs> so yeah, I, I think he was pretty excited that that had happened to him. Did he call you on it, like right when it happened, and let you know? No, he sent me a Snapchat. Oh, so now I'm, watch, I'm like, oh, I got Snapchat from 
What is he, 13? Yeah. (laughs) And I open it up and he's driving down the field with no windshield. Like, ooh, that's not cool. Yeah. Well, it happens. It happens. it's all fixed now. Nobody knows other than the 10 or 13 people that listen to this podcast. Tens of people are now aware. Did you get it vacuumed up? It just came back, I think, Saturday afternoon. So I haven't even been in it. So Brand new windshield. Brand new windshield. It'll never be this clean again. Until the next time. Right. 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 Did you get to vacuum that up? Because we broke a front windshield on a tractor not long ago, and it was terrible. No. Never. Nope. You could never get that. You can't get it all. It just keeps coming. Glass from everywhere. We've had had safety glass. Isn't that supposed to make that a little better in some way? No, it's actually worse because it breaks it into little tiny... Like diamond size, I like suppose, little tiny squares. Because yeah. then it can't cut you or right. So it just shatters. So it's thick, you uh, know, it's thick as glass. But that makes sense. It'd be like throwing peat rock. Yeah, peat rock everywhere. Peat yeah, yeah. It's a mess. So no, I haven't been in it. They actually came and got it. We were busy tiling. He just jumped in the other sprayer and kept kept on going. And then uh, said it just came back. So not sure how good they did. Well, there's there's that story. Yep. That was, <laughs> that was our worst one of the spring, I guess I would say. Ever. The, the rest of our spring went pretty dang good. Oh, like Planting was uneventful this year, I'd say. Yeah, planting was uneventful for us, but we did have a tractor that continued to break down until the engine oh, went. that's right. Yeah. That's kind of major. That probably cost more than a windshield. Yeah. Yeah. I'm guessing two <laughs> to three times How many windshields could you get? Um, well, I'm not going to say the exact dollars, but do you have any idea roughly what that windshield cost? More than 10, less than 20. Really? Hood, yeah. With, with labor. Sh- yeah. Insane. Well, yeah. so still, still. But, I, but I, I know you still got another like 30 on top of that. 30? 40, 50. Is it worse or better than the transmission that went in that tractor that we also put in our tractor that same series? It's actually very similar ah, okay. to the full, if, if we were to pay the full. Correct. So the way, I guess the way it's being handled is that deer is going to eat a third of the cost. Midwest or our dealer is going to eat a third and then we pay a third, which we're still taking the brunt of it because you know, they've already marked it up. Right. They adjusted. I mean, we're taking the brunt of it. The dealer's taking a good chunk. Yeah. And then deer's probably doing just fine because they mark it up enough so that they don't lose when they make that nice. So basically they just didn't make anything by, by giving you that engine. Well, didn't make as much. We just ended up trading the tractor instead. Upgrading tractors. But for them, it doesn't cost them as much as it does you. You know? Right, exactly. Yeah. So they were going to take the total cost of the bill and split it three ways. Yeah. But they've already got their profit worked into the cost of that bill. But that's pretty cool. I mean, it's a 2000 years 12. It's a, it's a 12 or 13 with yeah. like 2300 hours on it. Yeah. And we had the, the part that is a bummer on it is we had power guard warranty on it until about three weeks before <laughs> the transmission went out last year, Yep. which was a big bill, which they helped us out on because the power guard had just run up. Yep. Or ran out. And a year later now, then we got the engine problem. But yeah, I mean. Good customer service. Yeah. For a I mean, shitty it, deal. It's enough customer service to keep us. I mean, we traded for another one yeah. just like it, right? It, yep. It's one of those things. I mean, you can argue all day about what's better than the next one, but they all have problems. Right. Some of yep. them can't even drive through road ditches without the windshield exploding. <laughs> Only the red ones. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. Uh, Randy's never had a green one do that. C- correct. Yes. <laughs> yep. <laughs> All right. We're going to get to some questions here. This one came on Facebook. It comes to us from Derek in Swift Falls. I have no idea who this guy is, 
Definitely, he's not one of my best friends. I have no idea at all. But he wants to know, in our retro-hungry society, will horses ever make a comeback as the primary power source in farming? And related to that question, what is a horseshoe? What do they do? And are there any horse socks? (laughs) And unrelated to that question, do you think Lindsay Lohan will ever make a comeback in Hollywood? Okay, so I'm going to handle the. This? I'm going to handle the last one. I I don't think Lindsay Lohan's coming back. I think she's done. You don't think Lohan's coming back? I don't personally. Nope. I think she's retired. What does she do now? Where's Tina? We need her to Google this. Correct. I'm interested <laughs> I'm, in what Lindsay Lohan is up to today. Yeah, I'm also interested, but but I'm about the worst one to ask about any famous or anyone from Hollywood. Like, she's doing Mean Girl things. Mean Girl things? Yes. Like what? I don't know. Sam. Is she mean? Is it the movie The Mean Girls? It was like Lindsay Lohan's biggest movie of all time. I always think about Family Guy when I hear Lindsay Lohan, when Peter Griffin goes off on <laughs> Lindsay Lohan, prancing around in her little outfits. What do you want from me, Lindsay? <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. I, I, I tried to search what she's up to nowadays, and then I just automatically hit images. So I still, don't, I still don't know what she's up to. <laughs> That's a rabbit hole you can be at for a oh, while. Boy. <laughs> it is. There's some good, some bad. Anyway, let's talk about horses coming back as the primary. How did he word that? Primary tool, primary. Primary, primary. I don't know how to work my phone well, anymore. The, well, the Amish aren't giving up on them. The primary power source in farming. Yes. I mean, that's a that's a good point. I think for Amish farmers, there's definitely a place for the horse as the primary power. Correct. Yes. <laughs> as long as it's, as long as it's out of their yard, because in their yard, they can use tractors and skid loaders. And is that the deal? No. Yeah. A lot of them are. Oh. Okay. But then the, are they those Mennonites or are they Amish? This Amish. also oh, for real. <laughs> yep. So it's up to the Bishop. If the Bishop feels that it, that it'll help the community, then he can, they can make their own kind of, so there's, there's huge Amish dairies. Right. So they'll, they'll do their chopping you know, a horse will pull a cart that pulls a chopper that pulls a wagon. And then they'll use these horses and like dollies and they'll pull the silage box into the yard. And then once it's in the yard, the horse unhooks from it and a tractor hooks onto it, pulls it up to the silo where the other tractor blows it up in the silo. And then he pulls the wagon to the edge of the yard. And then the team of like 12 horses hook back onto the silage box and pull it out in the field. So <clears throat> there's all kinds you- of YouTubes on it. They're pretty cool. If you've got a cool bishop, is that that's what it's called? The bishop, the preacher. Yep. Okay, so if you got a cool one and you really want a Corvette, is there a way to get by? Like, I would assume you might have to have steel wheels on it, but but you could you could have yeah, the bet. Can't have pneumatic. You still tires. have the carbon fiber brakes. Are Amish so. kind right. of like I don't know what the other religions would be, but when you don't actually own anything yourself, like all of your money and things are owned by the church, and then like you share everything. I don't know that. I guess I never. Maybe not. I would have never thought that, but I I don't honestly know. Because some like because each family kind of seems like has their specialty. There's the lumber yard guy, and then yep. like they all. So maybe you know not. the ones the ones around like. Wadena and stuff, you know, they're closest to us. Mm-hmm. A lot of those work for carpenters. So they work for area carpenters? For a carpenter. So you'll see, uh, like, early in the morning, he'll drive with his, you know, regular truck, Super Duty, whatever, and stop and pick, pick up all the up. men. Yep. Sure. And then they go to work, and then all day long, you see the the women and the children out forking horse shit into a, into a manure spreader and pulling it out with a team of horses. And, hmm. you know, they're doing all that kind of work while the men are out swinging hammers. So maybe this is a stupid question, but 
I mean, would it, could we get an Amish person on the podcast? I'm or sure. Do they we'd not, probably, like, they you not, know what? Our best chance at that would probably be one of those young boys when they get to uh, go on their uh, uh, rum rum r- springer. Spring yeah, that thing. Then we could find out if that's a real thing or not. <laughs> Correct. That would actually yes. be really interesting. Yeah, it would. You should have ties. We could get him tanked. Uh, from Long Prairie, I'm sure I should be able to round up. <laughs> it was like 99% of all of our neighbors. If you, if you drive between Osegas and Long Prairie, you almost always meet at least one buggy on the road. We oh, should be able to. Way more than that. I bet. I mean, we should just take a day, grab a cooler one day, and drive up and down the roads and just keep stopping and asking. We're bound to. F- I mean, it'll be a good time. We're looking way. for a young we Amish a boy. A <laughs> 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 what? In the field, there's no time for downtime. And when the pressure is on, you need to trust your equipment to stand up to the task. That's when you turn to Mystic for performance and protection you can count on. Mystic lubricants are specially formulated to keep up with your demands. Now, you might be asking yourselves, how can that be? Mystic products are developed in real-world conditions with real-world workers in mind. And that means that your equipment is covered regardless of what's happening outside. With Mystic, you can get to work with confidence knowing your lubricants are engineered to thrive even under the most extreme and unforgiving conditions. Go ahead. Put your equipment to the test anytime, anywhere, because when it comes to superior performance and unmatched protection, Mystic always delivers. And when your equipment is protected, so is your livelihood. It's the reason so many folks choose to ride with Mystic. Because out here, performance under pressure isn't a request. It's a requirement. Go to mysticlubes.com to learn more about their line of products. That's M-Y-S-T-I-K lubes.com. So as long as we're on that, what's a horseshoe? And why do horses wear shoes? I actually... I think I know exactly why, but I'm going to let Randy answer just in case I'm wrong. Well, I could could bullshit my way through this answer. And and not exactly knowing if it's true. And or not, what did horses do? <laughs> what did horses do before humans? And how do their feet? Well, how do wild horses maintain their their? Well, they're not feet? pulling plows. I believe because they're they're out in the pasture. They're, they're active enough, like running their own. Well, I think they're, they're in soft dirt. You know, you're not running them down gravel roads and and on cement, and you're not pulling plows. And but how, don't horses have to have like their hooves trimmed too? Isn't that a thing? Like. I don't know if wild ones do or not. Well, they obviously don't. True that. Maybe they maybe they chew them. I don't think that's correct either. <laughs> maybe they just end up crippled. Yeah. I think I it's got to be meat. like they're they're more active than like a, a what do you call it? A horse in captivity. Yeah. Is that, I know the dude that puts on the horse, I don't remember what they call him. But Shoes? No, the the like the guy that actually does it. Oh, the man, the, the horseshoer. Mm-hmm. Horseshoer. Shoeist. The shoeist. Yeah, we'll call him the shoeist. Uh, that boy works his ass off. Oh, that's got to be Bent miserable. over all day long, hanging on to a hoof. stinky it is? Yeah. Because they got stinky feet? I would just imagine their they shoes, are. Their shoes stink, just like, yeah. just like when Randy takes his boots off at the end of the day. Correct. Oh. Yes. You know what? Maybe we should get a horse on the podcast. Oh, there we go. And they can answer this question. What was Trevor's bracelet made out of again? <laughs> Not foreskin, but what was the elephant? The hoof. That was the hoof, right? Yep. And didn't he say it stunk? The horse, like he said, it stunk as it rotted on his wrist. Yeah. Because they put it on like 
it's like flesh. And and then, then it dried it, out and it, petrified. Yeah. So there's a there's a rotting period there. <laughs> oh, no. Every time you get a new elephant bracelet, there's a rotting period. You gotta you gotta really fight through that. Yes. <laughs> so the Google says that horses that pull an abnormal amount of weight require shoes to prevent their hooves from wearing down. They're often used to protect racing horses that have weak hoof or leg muscles. So if they're racing horses, you're not going to make them out of steel, right? You make them out of carbon fiber or something because they got to be fast. Uh, yeah, they light want weight. Light. <clears throat> That's yeah. rotating weight. Yeah, probably aluminum, and then and then the real high end ones get carbon fiber. Right, I would think so. Yeah, right. And then since they're always turning left, you put a bigger shoe on the right rear, <laughs> the so right. you get some stagger out of that thing. Yeah, and they uh, they cock the front right one out a little bit. Yeah, get a little camber. <laughs> Definitely. All right, let's see here. Oh, I, I had one here. I screenshot it. I'm going to pull up. This one was also on Facebook. This one is from Shane. We'll just say it's from Shane because I don't know how to pronounce that last name. He's always been against using corn for ethanol. Oh, yeah. Because he's been told that the corn that we grow for the use of ethanol is less efficient than the corn that we grow for using food or feed. Um, uh-huh. Well, it's the same. It's the exact same stuff growing the exact same way. <laughs> Correct. Don't and believe everything. You're gonna, I'm going to go for a shot here, but I, I'm going to have a lot of it wrong, so you're going to correct me. But So bushel corn goes into ethanol. Yep. What percentage of that bushel is still used for feed and gets all of the feed value? I've gotten conflicting answers on that, but it's a fair amount. It's definitely typically 40 to 60%, I think. Okay, half, comes, you say maybe roughly up. half so when, comes so when you, back out. So when you say corn is going to ethanol, you know you automatically think that whole bushel is going to ethanol, and it's and it's not used for anything else. And you're only taking the starches. Correct. Yep. The protein yep. comes back out. Protein gets, comes back out, and that's actually what the animals use out of it. They don't really use the starch that much. It's right. the protein they're after. It actually creates a higher a higher value feed that they ration off. Yeah. With whatever so they take else. they take out so they can feed less of that protein. And have it equal the same as, as a whole bushel of corn. Right. So now you're kind of, you're dual using it basically. Yep. And the oils get used for, I mean, like Benson, where we deliver a lot of ours to, they use the oils for other things. Yeah. They've got other products they create with that. So it's not all going for ethanol. I mean, on top of that, like what, what's bad about some corn going to ethanol? Right. We're creating a cleaner burning fuel. We've, we've got our own. You know, to homegrown me it seems fuel. Like the problem that most people have with the ethanol that I'm gathering, anyways, is its welfare. The subsidies you guys get. The subsidies that the ethanol industry has not gotten since 2012. Yes, but people are really that the oil and gas that. industry gets billions. Right, which is yeah. mind blowing every year. Yeah, yeah, but I also think you know most people don't love massive oil companies either, right? Correct. And nobody's saying, nobody here, because pe some people are going to listen and say, well, stop using everything made out of oil. That's not what we're saying. But some people, some people really don't like that. Yeah, I don't know. I mean. There's nothing wrong with either industry. Can't we all just get along? <laughs> yes. I would like to know, too. So, like, we have the Tesla chargers now at Target. And yes. Elk. Yes. Next to the diesel generator that powers those. Yes. But obviously, or, or I would assume that it's not using as much diesel to charge all those vehicles as it would be using gas. But I, do, to run all those, yeah. right? To run all those cars. But but do people realize like what makes electricity? 
Right. There's still a gas powered engine running. Well, diesel, whatever, powering yeah. those things. I would have never thought of that until you just said that. But yeah, where does it come from? Wind, solar, and right. how does it get anything? Yeah, yeah. So I, I'm guessing eventually the infrastructure will be built to the point where it can handle these charging stations. But as of now, the power is not there available. So that's why they all these diesel generators sit next to all these power, all these, all these Tesla charging stations. What do you think they'll replace it with a windmill? Like well, I, just the hook onto the I power suppose. grid. Yeah. Just oh, the grid. Yeah. 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 The grid. Oh, yeah. the grid sure. Be built maybe, maybe they're doing that in areas where there's a higher concentration sure. of electric vehicles. Yeah. Right. I mean, we live in, it's bumfuck really. Right. right? Well, there's not, not a, I mean, but there's not, well, a, not, there's not a high concentration of yeah. electric vehicles out here. Right. Yep. It's a lot of, there's a lot of diesel pickups. There's going to be more though. Every time I honestly, every time I drive past those, there's at least one Tesla park there every single time I go to target. So Is there's there? more of them than I think, but one for, I don't know. There's probably five stalls there. I think. Yeah. I, I'm not even sure. And I'm not against that either, but uh, it's just always, it's always, everything has to be so divided. Right. Be right. That way. I mean, I think it's like we can all agree that our problem is single use plastics. Right. But nobody's actually willing to quit using single use plastics or I like. But we're just right. going to complain about everything else. Yeah. What do you do? Right. And we'll go after like plastic straws. Right. Like, right. To me, there's there's like there's certain things that can do a lot of good and there's certain things that can. Yeah. Which. But but something gets traction and just goes and it's like. Yeah, that's where our energy is going, or that's what that's what we're concentrating on. It's like politics. So somebody else in the egg world must have just done a podcast on this or something. I think it was Sharky actually. And there's a documentary right now on Netflix called uh, Sea Spiracy. It's about the ocean and fishing and the plastic and the problems with like all the misconceptions that we all have about the ocean and like how we thought straws was the problem. Yeah, and it's something like. It's like 99% of all of the plastic that's in the ocean and the crap that they're finding in these whales is fishing line. Like it's fishing line and fishing nets. And I, I don't know who knows. Maybe this documentary was full of shit too. Did you watch it? I've tried watching it like five times now and I keep falling asleep. It's a really good show to put you to sleep, but also really interesting. (laughs) You just keep watching it at bedtime. Yes. Yes. But, um, really interesting. We went on that cruise two years ago. And I know you've heard this a hundred times, but Randy and I stood up on the nose of that ship for an hour, amazed at how there was never a moment where. Mostly we were posing, doing the, the Titanic pose. Yeah. Off the, I mean, that's why we went up there. Correct. All the garbage. But then we were amazed at like, there's just always a piece of garbage floating by at all times. You can't see any land. Styrofoam cup, uh, red solo cup. Yeah. Uh, uh, Paper plate, plastic yeah, bag. Condoms. Mountain Dew bottle. Yes. <laughs> Giant condoms. Yeah. <laughs> Trevor's elephant foreskin bracelets, yeah. things like that are just yep. floating by. Oh. Yeah. But yeah, it sounds like, you know, as much as we all thought that we were going to save the turtles by not using plastic straws, that's actually maybe not the real problem. But, but it's a good marketing plan. Some for fishermen's that probably eat. listening. Yeah. 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 Yep. And hey, if you got a restaurant right next to the Gulf of Mexico, like you're serving a bunch of drinks there all the time. Correct. I mean, why not? Yep. Right? Like getting rid of right. plastic straws yeah. isn't going right. to hurt anything. But when right. I'm in Denver and they give me a paper straw that collapses after three sips. Right. It irritates me. Yeah. yeah that is mildly annoying. Yeah. 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 The thing that most annoys me, like with all of it really, is that we can 
we put a man on the moon how many years ago, right? Allegedly. Yeah. The combines or the tractors now are making, what did you tell me? The air that leaves the tractor is cleaner than when it, than when it went in. in. That's like crazy. We can do all these crazy things, but we can't like, we're still, my Starbucks here is still a plastic that doesn't like biodegrade. Like, That's weird to me. Why? That a company like that. They won't use dairy in their products. They don't give you straws anymore. Right. They don't want to use dairy in their products, but yeah, they don't give you straws anymore, but they put a plastic lid on it for you to sip through the plastic cup. Right. Which is how much more plastic is in, in which, this? Which it's it all is, just marketing. Most of the other coffee companies are using paper. Like you get the paper cup thingy. Right. Oh yeah. But this, that's got, it's got to have some part of plastic in it too though. Right. Don't you think it has like. The ones you buy from the gas station, the insulated. I suppose they're it's, like it's, it's waxy. More of a yeah. I don't know. But it must be like treated. We with do something. all this crazy yeah. crap, but the stupid, simple things like that. And the plastic bag thing still really gets me like. Is it a bag or a bag? Oh yeah. I just said bags made somebody's day. <laughs> <laughs> Speaking of that. Somebody on Facebook earlier was wondering if all milk in Canada comes in a plastic bag. It does not. Oh, it doesn't? <laughs> Mm-mm. Nope. Oh, but if you go back a bunch of episodes, I swear you said it did. I have it on my to-do list to visit a quick trip <laughs> and go get some bags of milk because you can get that apparently at, quick at a quick trip. trip. Yeah, like at like the quick trips in gas Wisconsin and Iowa and Minnesota. Yeah. Yep. It's just there's a lot more of them when you go to Wisconsin and Iowa. Yeah, I don't actually think you have to go. If you go southern Minnesota, well, even just even like St. Cloud. St. Cloud more. has quick trips, yeah. We just don't have them here. We, didn't we used to have a quick trip? I don't think so. In Alec? I don't know. What was Not the like one? an awesome one like they are now. I don't, I don't know the last time or even the first time I've been to you a quick get, trip. You can get, I just oh, learned. they're the place to go. Like when, when you get into the areas where there aren't Casey's anymore, you go to a quick trip. I usually aim for the come and goes. Yeah, that doesn't surprise me. <laughs> There's only one of those around here that I know of. <laughs> I still chuckle every time I there see There is them. no come and go around here. Fergus. Unless it's not anymore. Maybe. I'll allow it. <laughs> you look pretty defensive for a second. The microphone won't pick up on that. But... What? <laughs> All right. Are you guys reading? Zach, you went racing this last weekend. Yeah. How'd that go? Don't want to talk about it. Where'd you go? We went to Grand Rapids, Minnesota. How far away was that? Like five hours? Three and a half. Oh, I guess it's not that far. Did you forget anything? (laughs) No. Why? Hmm. I think you did. No. (laughs) This is not podcast material, Did you forget the race car? No, we had the car. Your firstborn? I'm trying to find a question on Facebook. Mm, But we asked you a question. Yeah. No, but- Guys, this is about the listeners, and we're giving them the chance to be a part of this <laughs> I had, podcast. I had like three people message me that said, ask Zach about what he maybe forgot. Zach, no, you are races. completely making that nope. up. Zach got all the way to Grand Rapids and realized that he forgot his race suit, his helmet, his gloves, and his shoes. <laughs> hmm, how's it feel to not have your life all together? <laughs> It was pretty sinking. <laughs> <laughs> I couldn't imagine. Did the you cry? When did you notice that you didn't have it? When I reached for my checkbook at the entry gate to get into the pits. So at least you weren't reaching to put it on because you had to climb in your car. Right. You, so it was 10 minutes before that point. Yeah. <laughs> what, did, what did Corey say when you told him? Was he he's, like, are you? I could see Corey just he's like. He's Corey, man. Oh, oh okay. Do we, should we just go to the bar? <laughs> <laughs> I, he he, he would have done that. Uh, 
<laughs> First, I need to defend myself a little bit here and explain why I don't just keep that stuff with the car. Because it stinks so bad. Well, yes. I can contest yeah. to that. Yes, because I literally sweat through the suit yep. from top to bottom every time I race. So you bring it home and hang it up to dry. So I used to leave it in Corey's truck, car owner Corey, because he takes car home, and then he'd take my suit out and hang it in his shop, and it stunk so bad. And I'm like, I, I can't leave him with that. So I got to start taking my own suit home. And like, I just have, I have a big gear bag. I put my helmet, my gloves, Hans device, all like everything stays in there. My checkbook that I use to get in and buy parts with. And so I had that at home in the shop here. And because it was a longer trip and you weren't coming with to handle the camper, I was panicking about getting the camper ready. That's right. Because you have a really amazing wife that handles all of the camper every time we go anywhere, right? Yeah, because I fucking hate camping, Becky. So you go way. ahead and handle that, okay? Yeah. <laughs> I handle the entire race car every time I want to go racing. So next time, don't complain well, to me about having to dump the shitter on the race car, Becky. <laughs> <laughs> or clean out the refrigerator when you leave meat and ice cream in it. Anyway, <laughs> so I got to Grand Rapids. Where was I? Yeah, we get to the track and I called. I was like 10 minutes ahead of Corey. And he had called me because... It was, we, neither of us had ever been to this track before. And it's like, you got to wind around and it's down in the sticks, like in the city, but in the sticks, right? Trees everywhere. You can't see it until you're there. He was calling me cause he had, he had gotten a little lost through the, through the city, through the road construction. And I told him I was in line and I just gotten up to the front, but I, I had a, a bit of a predicament <laughs> and he says, Oh, I said, I'm, I'm not even kidding here. You're going to think I'm kidding, but I left my gear bag at home in our shop, like the helmet, suit, gloves, everything. And his exact response was, oh, (laughs) 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 yeah. But I mean, Corey's as easy going as anybody I know, right? So he doesn't get worked up. So then Onyx Onyx was panicking. And I'm sure he, and you said he stepped up to the plate and started running around the pits. No, no. He just started like stepping on my heels, making sure. (laughs) Yeah. Go ask him, go ask him. You gotta go, you gotta go. Well, I won't use everybody's first and last names here, but there's a guy that runs a mod who parked next to us and he's a tall dude, big dude. Well, so that, was, that's the other thing. Yeah, you're not, not, you're not, not everybody. Yeah, not everybody is 6'3", 230, <laughs> right? So I, I had a couple offers from guys that are like five six, a buck 60. Like, yeah, no, I, well, I mean, I'll make it work if I have to. <laughs> but I'm, I'm gonna ask around a little bit. So- I did get one from the from the bigger dude that parks next to us, which I was going to have to get in the seat and then fold the rest of his suit up <laughs> to put my belts on. But um, then we, I did find one that fit actually pretty dang good. I, I found yeah. a suit to borrow, found a helmet to borrow from from Jeremy, but he's 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 even got a smaller head than me. Like no. originally, he how said, is that possible? Originally, he said no, I I don't have an extra helmet. And I'm like, oh, okay, okay. Well, and then later I found out he had one, but it's so small that he just assumed, like, that's not going to fit you. You know what they say about guys with small heads? Huge brains. S- small helmets. Well, yes. <laughs> yes. It was a small helmet, but I, I made it work. It hurt. Like, under caution, I would loosen it up and push it up a little bit because it was pinching my forehead so tight. Oh, geez. But So, yeah, I, I don't think. Did you find shoes and gloves, everything? I snugged those tennis shoes down as tight as I possibly could. And I had a set of gear wrench 
like mechanics gloves. Oh, not orange, like yellow fuzzy chore gloves. No, no, not the, <laughs> not the Wells Lamont, yeah. the handy Andes. <laughs> so the guy behind me would be getting that yellow fuzz in his face. <laughs> <laughs> He's to be sticking to his tear off. Yeah. What is this? I bet that was, I, yeah. I bet you just wanted to crawl in a hole. I did. There's, oh, there's, God. That's the most embarrassed I've ever been having to walk around the pits like, mm, you up. <laughs> hey, Don. Yeah. Don, do you have an extra suit? <laughs> do, do many people have an extra suit? I suppose they. I would say at least half the guys have an old suit. Like Just, we, with our rig, when we had our big rig, I mean, I carried an extra suit for 15 years. Never, extra suit, extra but never helmet, used any extra of it. set of gloves, right. never needed any. Well, I mean, just in case you shit your pants or something. Yeah. yeah. I it's nice to have you an extra don't know, suit. right? Yeah. Or, yeah. Yeah. I carry extra visors. I've broken a few of those on my helmet. Yeah. But, yeah that for sure. I mean, like with Corey's rig, he's got the open trailer and stuff. I just I'm not going to leave all the extra stuff in there. Right. Yeah. Maybe I should. Yeah. Maybe now. Well, and that, and that's not, you're always on top of everything. Like you, I mean, especially stuff like that. He's definitely the most part, yeah. not a guy yeah. that forgets stuff like and that. Then, and then drive that far and not <laughs> not physically remember oh. grabbing that and putting it in your car. And the tough part is, like, I walked past it 10 times that morning, and I had it in my head, like, I cannot forget that. I got to remember that's hanging in the shop. But I just needed, like, I wanted everything perfect on the camper. Yeah. And then the damn fridge was full of melted ice cream and rotten strawberries. Oh, no. <laughs> like it's still it's rancid we lived out of the cooler we didn't want to open it which normally that would not happen but i had my gallbladder removed and when it came time to leave the campground i couldn't do it because i couldn't get it backed out of where it needed to be backed out of because there's no excuses i couldn't twist and then the camper <laughs> ran out of propane because you didn't fill up my propane tanks which normally that is your job but i didn't I, i'm i'm not the guy who goes camping you don't mount the hoosiers Neither you do, do go I. Cor- camping. Corey does mount the Hoosiers. You do, you do go camping, though. You go every no. single time we go. You just get there that's once because, everything's set up. Well, that's because I like you guys. I don't actually want to go camping. I just don't want to come sleep at well, home we alone. we can get you a tent like we used to have. You could sleep in there. All right. Do we have any questions here? Yes. Okay, let's hear them. No, I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I need a beer. Who else? Yep. If there's a white claw, what other? Okay, I got one for you, Zach. Ah, Becky too. What other industry would you be in if you weren't into farming and MFing? What would Zach do? Oh gosh. And what would you be doing? I also have no idea. I I could very easily say I would be into construction. Construction, yeah, like you'd home building? be running like home a no. backhoe God, no. or something like that. Yeah, you would no. still be running equipment. You'd yeah, be running be, a backhoe or a bulldozer oh, okay. somewhere. Yeah, okay. Running machine follow, equipment. Sure guys, the hell wouldn't be swinging a hammer. Little off subject, but do you follow a guy on a TikTok who's like a crane operator in like a major city and he's on top of like high rise like buildings? I don't follow, but there, I know there's a few of them keep popping up. I don't know if oh, I actually follow them or not. It's super interesting. You got to find him. If I, I'll send you one next time. But he's like, it's just this big, happy, go lucky guy. And he literally operates a crane like at the top of. I'd know. be screwed like he's guys. he's way up in there. He's like on top of a skyscraper, right and then a sky a, and then a crane is like on another pole that's up. It's insane. Like those sky cranes. That sounds awfully scary. And yeah. but his TikTok is just like it's cool though. I'll bet it is. The worst part is that the climb every morning, every night. 
Oh yeah. Yeah, but he, he's <laughs> guy's got huge arms. Yeah. He but he is a big guy, and then he, when he he like he'll how he has to go to the bathroom up there, and it's a it's a good TikTok. Oh yeah, how does that work? Like, he uses it's a bucket. There's just, just a tube that goes down. Just let her fly. <laughs> like, like, oh, boys. It funnels in. It funnels There's a pile east, below it at the bottom at the end of the job. <laughs> oh, geez. I mean, I would have done something within. I think you would have ended up going back to college to be an engineer if I had to put money on it. I Me? Yeah. I don't know why. I'd have done something. I think in you would have racing. stuck with racing, and then I think you maybe would have gone to school to do engineering, and then started to build race cars or engines or something in the motorsports world. That's my prediction. That and then I would be your accurate. secretary. Probably accurate. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> yeah, law enforcement had my eye for a little bit, and aviation. I was gonna say, yeah, aviation. I could yeah. see you doing that. You really stalled out on that completely, though, after we had the kids. Like, you. On the aviation deal. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I didn't have money to fly. Right. That's true. So, so I do have another one if you want to answer it. How do you add personal equipment to a family farm? How do you add personal equipment to a family farm? To a family farm. That, I think that can get pretty deep. Like, in. I can tell you that the ones I personally know, they all do it a little differently. Yes. For um, sure. Is he meaning when you say personal equipment? Is like, he like how it like I'm I'm assuming like you bought a tractor. Like this is now your tractor. It's the family farm, but now you own this tractor. Yes. How do you work that into the family farm? Yeah. I can tell you I know a few other guys who it's like a father and two sons, or maybe two brothers and and one of the sons and you know, one of the nephews. And some of those do it all in percentages. Yep. So you've you've worked your way in now. Or a lot of them you you uh so now when the new combine is coming, now you buy whatever percentage you are of the operation. Right. I know out there, they're pretty well, pretty close to 50-50. So a lot of it is just 50-50. And then I know another operation what's three of them, and they just willy-nilly buy stuff. Like, I bought the last tractor. I think we need a grain, or you bought the last tractor. I think we need a grain cart. I'll buy a grain cart. Sure. Like, they just try to somewhat keep it even, but everybody actually does own their own you know, he owns a tractor, he owns a planter, he owns a sprayer type stuff. Right. And it really seems like taxes influence 99% of those decisions. What's going to make the most sense tax-wise? And and then keeping in mind what the future tax laws are going to be and that to kind of me, stuff. To me, though, the number one thing is, is that everybody has to be somewhat easygoing. If you're in an operation sure. where everybody always feels they're getting screwed or everybody always feels like someone else is getting the better end— it's not going to work. You, you got to fix that first. Either fix that or break it up because it, it, it never will work. Right. If there's always that tension there, just hang it up. It's also, I mean, in our situation, just having two families, you know, Zach's parents and us versus if you had three brothers on one farm or something like that's just got, I couldn't imagine how hard that would be. Three wives or whatever, um, like, uh, no, and if, and no, if they thank don't, you. If they don't get along. The brothers aren't going to get along. Right. It's just, it's, and I think that's where a lot of oh. family farms, well, then too, you get sons, you know, brothers turn to nephews, you know, more sons pretty soon. Pretty soon there's nine people here. Right. And there's just not enough or there, or there's too to much. You have to acquire more land, These right? guys aren't getting along with these guys. It's a good time to split up the land, split everything up, go yeah. do your own thing. Well, and it's going to depend too on how the farm is set up. Like in our case, we're not incorporated. It's dad has his personal farm. I have my personal farm. So yep. everything is separate, but together. 
Right. And we work on, like you were saying, percentages. That's the same way we were out there. That's the way they work too. Yeah. So it, and they've done, so for DJ and I just starting, so they've done a few for the last couple of years, they haven't charged us. See, normally you'd get charged like uh equipment rent. Yes. So you start farming, you rent some ground, you don't have any equipment, you know, dad or boss, whoever would rent you equipment at, say it's a hundred bucks an acre, you know, equipment use type of thing. That's how dad and I did it forever. Yeah. I paid him <clears throat> so, for custom farming, basically sure. my acres. Yep. So originally out there, we were going to do it that way. And then Terry and Todd just kind of, well, instead of paying rent, you know, maybe you want to buy a piece of equipment. Yep. So, so last year DJ and I bought a chisel plow. Now the whole farm uses a chisel plow. It gave us an opportunity to be able to, you know, work into something. So we've done that with a couple of things now. Yep. And in that way, they're getting something out of it and it's helping us to be able to get started. Yep. It's everybody's so different when it comes to that. I've got one. Do you think the upgrades you made to the planter were worth it? And was injecting the fertilizer between the rows a benefit? We have no fertilizer on the planter. I think they meant your strip till. The strip till deal? Yeah. Would be my guess. Maybe. That that was still with the complications I had with that last fall. We conventionally tilled that ground this spring. So I didn't plant directly into the strips this spring, but we've made a lot of upgrades and changes to that machine to hopefully try it again this fall. But that, you know, that's not much different from what we were doing with the deep bander before where we were already stripping our fertilizer or banding our fertilizer anyway. So we wouldn't notice a change from that. But back to the exact emerge retrofit deal or the upgrade kit. Yeah, I don't regret that at all. That's been awesome. Like when you look at the placement of the seed and the the hydraulic downforce and the job that it does keeping the seed the same depth. I mean, Randy, you've had hydraulic downforce yeah. for a while. It's awesome. Yeah, it is. It's so in a year like a year like this, it really pays for itself. Yeah. And and it can really hurt you. I mean, if you don't What know do you mean a year it. like this? So we're abnormally dry. Oh yeah. So now anytime that planter had rolled up just a little bit, you got to dry dirt and then, and then you see, you see issues and. Yeah. I think our stuff looks awesome this year. Other than you can see the spots where it laid in dry dirt yep. and it was late to come up. Right. Because it waited till we did get that three, four tenths of rain. Yep. And you probably would, you would have had that, you know, over all your different wheel tracks and. and right. You know, where the planter would have rolled up and. Yep. Yep. But overall, uh, yeah, I like the upgrade kit. Definitely worth it. Big upgrade for sure. What is something you regret in life? We look at each other. <laughs> <laughs> Just my, silence and yeah. these two are staring at each other. <laughs> <laughs> my anniversary. Oh, shit. We all know that time is money, and one of the best ways that you can save on both right now is with FBN Direct. You can shop for everything you need this season from their online store 24-7. That means 24 hours a day, seven days a week, anytime. And with the new delivery transparency feature, you can now view the estimated delivery windows before you buy anything right online, right there on the site. FBN makes getting what I need in season quick and easy. We've actually got all our chemicals and all of our seed delivered right to our farm already. Head on over to FBN.com right now. And if you're not a member, that's not a problem because there's no fee to join. That's a hard question. Our Googler's here, and she brought her knitting equipment. <laughs> Tina, what's something you regret in life? We're going to hit you with the hardest question. Ooh, an eight ball tattoo. 
You regret getting it? You have an eight-ball tattoo? She was, that was quick. Hold, hold on. Did, did, she, didn't even did she know the mics are on? Yeah. Uh, and you have an eight-ball tattoo? Sort of. Sort of? Did you cover well, it, was, it up, or where is it? She, she really uh, isn't proud of that tattoo. Let's keep, you want to give is her a mic? Is that mic on, Beck? Uh, can, yeah, it should be on. Yep. So T- Tina is the master Randy layer. I am. Yep. I'm drinking Coors Light tonight. So oh. so generally, I I would tell you to really cup the cup mic, it. but I I know from experience you're pretty good at that already. So just <laughs> oh, do, do I your thing. the compliment, Randy. You have your own microphone? <laughs> <laughs> oh, goodness sakes. I hope my dad isn't listening. <laughs> he wouldn't do that. He, he does. Okay, so things. let's hear this eight ball story. There really isn't a story. I was 16 and I... You won a big pool tournament. No. No? Oh. No, I had a crush on a guy who did handmade tattoos. With with a, is it, with a, with a sewing pin? needle in India ink. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So I have an eight this ball tattoo. This sounds like every bad tattoo story so, ever. So we didn't know how to make a perfect circle, so we took a mountain dew top, a screw top, and like marked it out in pen and then used India ink and... Yep. This is coming from <laughs> the most, like, you can't get Tina to, like, you are so scared and afraid to do anything, and you let, uh, oh, my god! I had a wild streak in me when I was younger. <laughs> wow. Aurora has let a friend give her a couple tattoos, and they're... I think they're better than what you have, but they bleed and they're, and I'm like, why are oh, you yeah. still doing this? And like, that's what? Just, didn't have just it look filled like in was because it, it bled. We must've hit like an artery or something. Cause it, oh. everything swelled up and blood went everywhere. Yeah. So it's just an <laughs> outline. So it's just the outline of an eight ball. Oh, there's it's, not even an eight on it. There is an eight. It's a little eight, but yeah. it's not filled. It's not <laughs> it's like black. Terrible. It's, it's so it's, terrible. It's really like a cue ball with an eight on it. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, that's, I regret that. Josh. It, it means family. Yeah. <laughs> At least I can't see it anymore. One of Zach's biggest regrets has to be something like with racing. Like there's been a couple times where you've stepped on it on the high side in a couple big races. When At he least. steps on his dick racing? Yep. Yeah, that's bad. Yep. That happens. Like. Yep. There's um, one specifically out in Huron. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I there yeah. Uh, There's one more. I, there was one in Alec too, I feel like. Maybe it wasn't that big or of you a just, race, you just, Maybe. you just completely shit the bed on a big race. Just 100% well, he was, Sorry, like, guys. I started 24th in Huron once. It was 20,000 to win. There was like 18 laps left, and I was trying to pass for second. And Like he was going to win by half a lap. Yeah, and then and, you dumped and, it off? Uh, no. He spun the out. Guy, no, the guy I was trying to pass, he was doing what I would have done, but he was coming from bottom to top, and I was getting a huge run on him coming out of two every time. And I pushed his quarter panel in a couple times, let him know I was there. And he didn't care. He kept running the same line. And this went on for like five laps. So I finally, I hooked it a little bit and came underneath him. But I didn't, because I had to do that, I didn't get the big run I had been getting. And I barreled it in underneath him and he was going low in three. So he was coming all the way to the top and then diving down low in three. And I knew that, but he didn't see me coming into three yet because I didn't get enough of a run on him. And I barreled it in hard and I was going to punt him. And in order to not punt him, I spun myself out. So you, uh, you, you just, you just got impatient. You had 18 laps left. Yeah. You should have just waited for him to make a I mistake. I had 18 laps left in a really good car and it was either 20 or 30 grand to win. Was that, how'd you feel afterwards? Better or worse than the time you forgot your gear bag? 
I did not see that coming. <laughs> nice. Now Matt's here. We're getting a crowd. Hey, Hi, Matt. Mateo. Did you bring my sheet metal break back? You got it. Did you unload it yet? That's uh, a bit much. Uh, I was really hoping you had that out of the trailer. I thought about asking Onyx, but he's barefoot and in swimming trunks. So. Uh, I wouldn't ask him. He's yeah. terrible at things like that. He would have just supervised. He'd and yell told at you, you what and tell you how you're doing it wrong, and then call you names. And <laughs> so now suddenly we got Tina as a guest, and the grandstands are filling up. Nice. And I like how he didn't even ask for a beer; he just well, took one. Yeah. He also didn't offer jackass. I didn't take my shoes off. What a jerk! Ooh. What a jerk! Get out! <laughs> don't don't leave us! Don't Ooh, leave me here. Our kitchen is really nice. Have you not seen the kitchen no. yet? Super nice. I got a new kitchen. Can I use it? Uh, yeah. Okay. <laughs> Are you going to? That was a real funny question. Like, what do you? Are you? Yeah, I will. Well, you can cook this. Because I haven't had a pizza. meal since December. Well, I got a new oven and the temp is not set correctly. Like, I had set it to 350 and it was taking an hour and it still wasn't heated up all the way. And I'm like, what is going on? And then, like, the first four things I tried to cook in it, like, got super burnt and then I'm like I should put a thermometer in here and I set it at 100 and it got all the way up to like 400 degrees is it on celsius no I don't know so I gotta call that's for communist Randy and it's an expensive like high dollar stove so uh, I but I keep forgetting you know so that's why we haven't had any big fancy yes. family meals yeah what yep. was wrong with the old oven then <laughs> I don't know ask the oven it didn't it didn't I don't know Who's got a question? I had one. Oh, this is a good question. Yeah, go ahead. Find one. Somebody says, how many beers will Randy, the MPL drink, compared to Zach? And I have a funny story about when we first met Randy. I don't know if it was when we first met you. but uh, pretty much one for one now. Yeah, but when we first met you, you tried telling us as that you didn't well, drink more than like a ten. six. Yeah, that's what it was. Ten, ten beers. Ten? I thought it was limit. twelve. Nope, 10 is, has always been his ten limit. Is his 10 limit. is always my limit. Yeah. Randy, Randy, Randy was under the assumption that he never drinks more than 10 beers in one night. He was so, so misinformed. <laughs> He's terrible at math. So just last weekend, over at his house. You had 11? No, I had 10. No, you had 10 in like two <gasps> and a half hours. But it was in two and a half hours. So oh, yeah. That's, so had, uh, uh, that's what gets you. Good Lord. Well, it was terrible. Yeah. I mean... When the beers flow good, that's it's about hard. Like it's this a 15 minutes a year. We got out there at like 8.30. I was home by midnight. And uh, I did not feel well. Yeah. <laughs> so you had more than 10, didn't you? No. 10. Because I brought I, eight. Tina got mad at me because I brought eight. Because that was too many? Yeah. I was like, yeah. what are we? We're just going to go over there for a little bit. And he's like, well, you never know. <laughs> you know. <laughs> and then he's like, Matt, I'm out of beer. Help me out. You do never know, but sometimes like if you... If you need to get home, that's the strategy. You make damn sure you don't drink or bring too many beers. Right? right? Yeah. It's like you don't bring a credit card to a strip club. You don't know your PIN number for an ATM. Oh, yeah. I was like, they don't even accept credit cards. But No, they don't. (laughs) Definitely not. (laughs) Mm -mm. At a strip club? (laughs) If you haven't listened to our episode with Quick Dick McDick, I don't know which one it is. I think it's our second episode with him. You'll learn that they throw... Like coins at their strippers in Canada. Yep, they aim they for the use coin, magnets. The, the coin slot. <laughs> Randy, uh, uh-uh. uh, not on this podcast. Yes, we don't do that here. 
All right, we're all just When's staring at When's Jim going to be on the podcast? And who is Jim? Well, Jim is Jim. He's a character on the Millennial Farmer YouTube channel. Is he your channel. uncle? Everybody wants to know. Jim is not related to us in any way whatsoever, but he's been working with us for 30 years. Will he be on the podcast? I mean, now that you've brought it to the podcast, maybe we're going to have to ask him. Yeah, I, I don't know how he'd do. I like, I don't know how he'd do either. That, and I don't know if he'd be willing to do it. See, that's, that's why the I've thing. Some people up. don't realize, like some people just aren't podcast material because they're like afraid of the microphone and get all clenched up and weird. And I don't, I, Jim is a hard one. I don't know how he would. He might, he, I mean, maybe he'd be awesome. He's I, awesome on camera. Yeah. And I kept that away from him for two years because I just figured he'd hate it. Right. He how, pretends to hate it. How did yeah. your dad and Jim meet? I don't even think I know that. They met online. <laughs> <laughs> Only farmers. Before the internet? I. That's a good question. Probably on the fire department would be my guess. Oh, that's right. Your dad used well, to be on the Jim, fire department. I was Jim that. helping farm before helping race? Or did he come start yes. his race? No, he was helping on the farm. Jim raced in the 70s. Okay. And then he started helping on the farm mm, early 90s, I bet. Mid 90s. So before I raced. Sure. But he's been around for all of it. I mean, he kind of started helping out then when we started with the car, just because he's kind of a gearhead and he's good with, he's good with particularly, I mean, he's good with everything automotive or. He's a welding he can man. Turn a wrench, welding right? machine. Sure. He's a good. Just a mechanical he's dude. super good at welding and he's way better at anything electrical than me or dad. He's kind of like Randy and knows a little bit about everything or just enough about a lot of things that he can usually. (laughs) (laughs) Jim's pretty good with a lot of stuff. That's for sure. Yeah. He's pretty handy to have around. So maybe he'll be on the podcast. Maybe not. We don't know. He's got some stories. Yeah. If if we could get him on here, open him up. Did you see that I labeled something this weekend? Oh, gosh. Labeled something? Yeah. Terrible. No. Randy, what what, what, what's the, he defaced their brand new water tower Vandalized. in Kensington. No, no Oh I yeah, you it. sent me a video, Decorated. but there, there were engines running in the pits when I checked it. So I, I was going to come back to it and I forgot. Actually, I was up there doing official business. Because he's on the water. He's the one of the water guys. So we fired up the new tower in town. So then figured, well, since I was going up there, I ran home and grabbed a sticker. So I got a, there's an MPL sticker at the top of the water tower. <laughs> it, that's, <laughs> I, I was kind of surprised can you say that? You can do that? Yeah, I mean, yeah, you definitely no, can't do that. That's what I said. He yeah. can't do I, that, Randy. Well, he already put it on his Instagram. So I know, so everybody's the heard. Tina's no, not going to be able to do it. I'm, I'm on the waterboard. I'm up there. You going to climb your ass up there and scrape it off? Well, no, I, yeah. I'm going to go up there, scrape <laughs> yeah. it off, and take a can of spray paint and paint my name on the water top. Yeah. <laughs> so I didn't, I didn't, at least I didn't spray paint my name. <laughs> yeah, I would think. How do you fire up a water tower? I, is there a motor? What is it? I mean, yeah, there's, there's a Briggs, turn, a Briggs at the top of it. Just turn, turn valves, start filling. It's just pressurized. So, know, but I still the, don't so know it's how water active tower now? works. Yeah. yeah. So Randy's he, tried explaining it to me. I he don't put get them it. both online. He filled the other tower and then was using both of them and it was working fine. So then Friday, when he shut off the old tower, so then you flush all the hydrants. You flush all the water out of. So every hydrant in town gets flushed. Then after that, why? They sanitize it and everything else. And plus, we we flush hydrants twice a year just because anything that settles out. Like you get rust and stuff that'll settle out. So then you flush. Okay, so I, you ran the tower, old tower empty. Nope. So we still left it full in case there's any issues with the old one. So it's actually still full. That's going to come down in two weeks. So we'll empty it. We'll wait till right before that to empty it. But Do so we like, need to back up and explain <clears throat> that the local town here got a new 
water tower and Randy's on the waterboard, or did we cover I th- that? Well I think enough? you just did. Yep. Yep. Okay. Yeah. Good job. So, so basically, you just you just shut the valves off to the old tower, and you open the valves to the new tower, and you've got now you're using the new tower. So, well, a well fills a tower, and then so our tower is a hundred feet. It's got to have a pump, though. The well. Oh, okay. Yep. Yeah. So, well, it goes to the treatment plant, pumps it up, dumps it in the top of the tower, and then your tower is a hundred feet tall. And then like it's two, gravity fed, yeah, right? Two point two feet gives you a pound of pressure. A pound of pressure. So our, our tower sits at like one hundred eighteen, and we get fifty psi out of it. Okay. So if a town has a taller water tower, do they have better water pressure? Yes. Huh. Yep. How tall was our old water tower? Same. We oh. didn't we didn't want to increase it because we didn't want to add extra pressure to an older system to older lines, right? <clears throat> Just, okay. So we left the same. Everyone was happy. But anyways, so then. He was flushing these hydrants, and every time he'd flush the hydrant, the pressure dropped to almost nothing. So our, our water guy, our city guy that does it. So, so he's flushed, flushing it with? Just opening the hydrants. With, with with water out of the old tower? The new tower. The new tower. Yep. Okay, so it's so not flushing, like you're running them dry. No. You got to no, keep you just, the system You're just flushing full. the pipes. You open the hydrant all the way up. You wait a couple minutes, basically until the rust quits coming out. Yep. And it's okay. clear again. Shut the hydrant. Go to the next one. Every time he did that, the hydrant would drop, or the pressure would drop to almost nothing. And it regained. He couldn't figure out. He worked on it all day long. In the meantime, Todd, the Todd and I, he's on the waterboard also. Yep. So we get home. So I called my brother, Joey, who used to be on the waterboard. So we're like, well, because he kept thinking it was electrical. And he's like, well, there's no way it's electrical. It's actual manual pressure gauges that also drop next to the transducer that tells it how full the tower is. Ah, uh, yes, Anyways, the tower transducer. So, so, we, so we just started narrowing it down through different hydrants and come to find out there's a, there's a two-inch recirc line. That runs beside the new tower. It's what used to, uh, you don't want any pipes to deadhead. So they had a two inch line at the end just so water would always circulate. Otherwise just water sits in the end of the pipe. And then isn't that like listeria or something? You can get a bacteria that grows in water lines that don't get water pressure through them. Yeah. We had to do that in the nursing home. <laughs> sure. Every We have to do that in the nurse. Any deadlines you have to go in like. Empty rooms every day. We had to go in and turn on faucets. Sure. I think it was listeria yeah. would grow in I the I think pipes. you can also get listeria from lunch meat because they tell you you're not Maybe supposed not to listeria. eat That's it. That's what I was thinking of Maybe when you it's said not that. listeria. Maybe it's something else. You can get lunch meat from the water? <laughs> <laughs> yes, that's where I was going with that. <laughs> I remember the first, when, like, when the first time we got pregnant. Well, yeah. And they, they told you you shouldn't eat lunch meat when you're pregnant because you can get listeria in... I don't think there's anybody that actually listens to that, but get the lupus. I had had Jimmy John's like every day that I was pregnant, which is pretty sure that's false. But (laughs) what did you say? So you can get the lupus from diet Pepsi. No, you can't. <laughs> Notice how we just totally just like, like disregard, like not even. Well, he's been saying that since the day I met him. Because I think we were talking, we've been Why ta- would he say that? She's never proved me wrong. Because because we, we've we always talked about what's better, Coke or Pepsi, and he's always said that Pepsi gives you lupus. <laughs> I actually would, I, I make sense now because I hate Pepsi, love Coke. I know, and, that, and I love Coke too. <laughs> there to be some truth if to that. If you go to a restaurant Matt, and they it. offer you Pepsi instead of Coke, I'll be like, no thanks. Give me the yellow Pepsi stuff. gives you lupus. <laughs> Yeah. I actually forgot that. Wasn't it one of your friends? Just so that we don't get always heard that. Just yeah. so we don't get sued. We don't actually believe that. No. <laughs> oh, that was an odd one. No. <laughs> uh, so the the research lines. So, anyways, so we we had to narrow down to one of two things: either the the computer's not reading right and the tower's not full, 
So there's just water in the stem of the tower, not actually in the ball of the tower. So there's just no water so there. It's just in so the shaft. Is, yes. Yeah. No <laughs> reserve. The shaft is loaded up, but the ball's the ball is empty. Correct. Yeah. <laughs> so so the easiest way to so I, I climb the tower and look inside of it, see how full it is. Right. So that's why I was up there. Beans, I was up there. I slapped an MPL sticker up there. Because you had one in your pocket. I ran home to get one because I was going <laughs> up there. You climbed down the water tower? Oh, no. You, you I was, uh, no, I like, knew I was going up there. Ever since he knew the water tower was going up, he's like, I should definitely put an MPL sticker after it's done. <laughs> but okay. anyways, so then we, it was full. Like, that was all working correctly. So then we narrowed so it the down. the balls were full. The balls are full. Okay. So he had forgotten to open the main valve that goes to the tower. So the tower was being filled and emptied by the two-inch line. Oh. So every time he would open a hydrant, he would lose pressure just because the water couldn't come out of the tower fast enough. Sure. So we figured that out. Is that Friday night? Saturday. That was Saturday night. I don't remember. So how do you, you just got to change some valves around or what? We'd just go get a hydrant or a uh, valve wrench. Open little cap in the street and goes down however deep the water line is, eight feet or whatever, and screw the valve open. Okay. To open that. So now, now it works normal. Now you got full pressure. Correct. Just in time. Yes. So that was the reason I was up there, which is why I couldn't pass up an opportunity to put an MPL sticker at the top of the water <laughs> On tower. On the local town's water tower. <laughs> Who's got the next question? It's not a question, but, well, maybe it is. John Mitchell is requesting a woman tell all podcast with Becky and Tina. <laughs> and, and funny thing is, is that we actually tried that once. <laughs> I think we've talked about this, haven't we? Or have we not? I think we have. Yes. And it didn't work. No, when, I, it all, I think it had something to do with the insane amount of drinking that we did before. You, th- yes. wait, you, you think maybe. It's a the, possibility. The, the, seven, the seven hours of making freezer meals we before. Were making, we were making hot meals. dishes yep. and putting, <laughs> tipping the beers back. And then we tried to record a podcast. Yep. And, and there was like seven of you. Yeah. And then we tried to still kind of recover a podcast that night. And it still also it did not no. happen. Mm-mm. Uh-uh. Okay, next question. It was, a, it was fun though. Have you made any provisions to keep the sand out of your board shorts, Zach? No, that's just going to happen again. If Matt and I decide to wrestle. You did. In other words, if I jump on Matt, if I decide to wrestle Matt and he decides to throw my head underwater continuously for about a minute and a half. No, nothing's you're, been, you're I'll gonna, just. You're going to end up in this. I'm going to end up with sand in my shorts again. Yeah. yeah. Oh, it's not Listeria. <laughs> and a scratch it's, from my neck to my belly button. It's Legionella, not Listeria. Oh, oh, I've never even heard of that it one. It's what can be in the water lines. I just fact checked myself. All right. With my old boss. Were you on that one, dipshit? Yeah, I was just thinking, like, <laughs> looking he's at just Matt. sitting back there staring at his phone, not helping he's us out tick-tocking. here. He has doctor.com, so I'm not sure how valid this one. What is it called? Bodyasdoctor.com. Body Sounds legit. You're drinking poison every day. Well, technically, yes. every one of us here right now are. Alcohol. Say anything about Diet Pepsi? It says uh, lots of things about uh, aspartame. Aspartame? There you go. Aspartame. What? Aspartame. Aspartame. Which is in. You guys thought I was an idiot. Pretty much. This whole that's just a. It's a in fake sugar. It's an artificial right? sugar. Or artificial it, sweetener. Yes. It's in a lot of things you eat. I am not oh, touching anything. You. Aspartame. <laughs> I can't believe it's all the. Probably in this right here, Miss. Give no, me a. Give me a giant chocolate mocha nitro. Mocha choco bullshit. There's yeah. no that the ones that, that which that is I got? all hell. Yeah, yeah. It's just cream and coffee. It's a vanilla cold brew. Yeah. Or sweet, yeah, cold brew with vanilla sweet cream. Mm-hmm. You know, it's just... Coffee. So there's definitely no aspartame in that? 
That vanilla I, flavor. I cannot confirm or deny. It's vanilla. Which comes definitely. from a tree in Mexico. Oh. Seeds. Oh. This website says diet soda is a chemically altered multiple sodium solution. Really? <gasps> so. <laughs> no, you don't say. It actually I, my does beer's almost gone. say that epilepsy.com, aspartamine poison is linked to lupus, fibromyalgia, MS, and seizures. I believe you all owe me an apology. Sorry, Randy. Only if they say aspartame correctly. I can't stand the aspartame thing. <laughs> what did I say? You said aspartame. <laughs> oh you did. Well, Matt started it. <laughs> That's good shit. That's the guy that uh, that fought aspartame. in the Coliseum. Who? Spartacus. Aspartame. Spartacus. <laughs> <laughs> Does your I thought you were talking about Matt too I'm like well, Matt Matt fought in the Coliseum well, He would And I tried to wrestle him in the water <laughs> <laughs> Yeah